Can we return to the uh, the principle of the buds and maybe very very quickly recap recap it yeah. and maybe talk yeah. about its yeah. use in research? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So now now the, now now to the point. Well, before again before discussing the principles, the experimental principles, just want to come one one step back. Just to because I'm not sure I'm not sure the possible uh, viewers of this video uh, have a whole range of videos seen before. So just yeah, a sure. bit of just so. Nikolai, I'm going to pause one second. Okay. Uh, just before before coming to principle number three, four and five, mm -hmm. uh, just. A little bit of updates about why these principles and why they're so important and why, 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 why. So, uh, these are principles of experimental study. These are principles which might, which, which were designed to support the researchers to make sure that they are doing real cultural, historical or Vygotskian type, type of experiment. And why they are important. First of all, the first reason is that if we are using Vygotsky as a theoretical framework, cultural historical theory as a framework, we have to understand the matter, the subject of this theory. The subject of the theory, subject matter of the theory, is the process of development of higher psychological functions. The process. So the theory which studies the process of development, not the results, not, not the 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 phenomena, but the process which stands behind the phenomena. So it's not an object understudy, it's a, it's a it's not a phenomena understudy, it's a process understudy. So the dynamics, the process, not just the things we can just grab and make a video or audio picture about that. So it's not about pictures, it's about movies, so to speak. So the process. But how is it possible to make the process to collect the data which shows you the process, not just the manifestation? So, because traditionally in education research, in psychological research, what we do, we are collecting data. What does it mean, collecting data? We are making observations. We are making videos of observations and we are collecting the data which is the result of our observations. But what we can absorb, what we can see, is not the process. It's only the empirical facts which are manifestations of this process. And this, the process itself remains hidden. We cannot see the processes. That's the most important and the most difficult challenge for psychology, to, to change the lenses from the results, from the empirical facts, to the from the patterns to the processes which are hidden. And we can only see these processes through the manifestation. Like a fish under the water, you can see only the, the line on the, on the water. Sometimes you see the ding, 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 ding. So you don't know. So it's a, it's a kind of, we can, only see the, we can only see the top of the iceberg. But we don't know 
what is behind the whole water. And because for Vygotsky, the matter of the theory should be the process. So what follows from this is very simple. We have to change our method of data collection. We have to change our ways of how we collect the data and how we analyze the data. Because if we collect all the tips of the icebergs, we will, have a, we will never have an idea about the iceberg. We have to find a way how to get into the water and to see the whole complexity which is hidden. So that's why Vygotsky suggested the new type of experiment. And this new type of experiment has its name, which is called experimental genetic method or genetic experimental method. What does it mean, genetic experiment? Genetic here doesn't mean biological genetics. It means process of development. It comes from genesis. Genesis is a development. Mm. Experimental genetic methods, which means that we have in the laboratory in a, or in the everyday situations of the child, we have to find a way how to reconstruct how to open how to make able to see to see the process of development which leads the child from one stage to another transition of the child from one so so from the questions how we have to change the question to why mm. instead of asking how the child goes how the child does this it's very easy if you have a question like this, how the child is doing this and that, the answer is that the child is doing this by this way, this way, this way, this way. <laughs> so, but Vygotsky's question is not how the child is doing this and that. that. The Vygotsky's question is why the child doing this at this stage and then doing that. And then what, what process is behind the child is doing this at this stage and then doing that and then doing that so moving the questions from how descriptive mm. to why analytical is important so and uh is this can this can this type of method be used uh in observation or do you have to actually create the process to do this method yeah there are two ways first okay. first what Vygotsky did mostly he created a certain conditions for the child and then made an observation in a specially created laboratory laboratory conditions for example mm. studying child's memory or attention or concept formation sakharov experiments are example examples mm. at the same time in for educational research we often have no opportunity to have even the psychological laboratory we have to absorb the children in their everyday life school mm. setting early childhood settings, family settings, but it doesn't mean that development doesn't happen there. Of course it happens. Of course it happens. And we have to, we have to make an observation of the children, but in this data collected, we have to find the moments, the interesting, interesting parts of these observations, which help us to understand the changes, the qualitative changes the child is going through. So we are not analyzing the whole bulk of data. Having, having these principles in mind, we select some interesting moments 
it's like uh, the child mm. he's not in a laboratory child in his everyday conditions but it's a kind of laboratory of life because sometimes sometimes life sends us challenging tasks so we are not inviting the child to the lab and giving him challenging tasks we are making him observation in a school settings and when the child meets the challenging tasks that's the point okay <laughs> okay so so and just to make it clear uh, i can give you one of the examples vygotsky used he said that why the method of empirical observation is not always good one of the one of the problems with this method of uh, making making the research by observing the phenomenon is that sometimes the phenomena psychological phenomena which looks similar for us they are not similar by their nature mm. because they are results of different lines of development but being results they look absolutely okay. similar and that's why we might mistakenly unify them into the pattern and compare them but the mistake is that we are comparing things having different natures we are comparing we are comparing boots and fruits <laughs> <laughs> okay so which is not so and uh, just to just for to entertain our uh, possible uh, viewers can i can i make an experiment with you anthony okay okay so the task the task is very easy we will we will uh we will check your memory i can give you a number oh, sure. of I, I i can give you a number of of numbers do you have a pen, pen and, and pen paper? I do, yes. Okay, so I will give you a, a line of numbers and you just... And a chimpanzee is going to do a better job than me. Go ahead. Uh, no, come on. It's easy. Uh, it's very, it's very okay. simple. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Should I be writing or just remembering? Yeah, just I'm... First I dictate you, you put... you write, okay? uh ready yes okay one two four seven one 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 six two 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 nine three seven four six five six okay so this is the row of numbers uh, your task is you look at these numbers, try to remember, try to remember. You have only one minute and then you try to reproduce the whole uh, row of numbers. Okay? okay. Okay. Let's do it. You have your minute. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to pause for one minute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. Now, Turn around and try to. Okay. One, two, four, seven, one, 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 six, nine, one, three, four, two, six, two. 
<laughs> Not even close. Okay, so so why? Uh, it's impossible. Nobody can do. Uh, what happened? Uh, you tried to just to remember using your memory, mm. your memory. Uh, and your memory was just a, a biologically driven memory. You didn't use your cultural memory because to remember something, sometimes we need only just a memory. But you know, there is a f effect of the working memory, you know, this seven plus minus two. So we can remember for a short period of time, only seven elements plus mm. minus two. So, and it's much longer. So it's absolutely out of limits of everyone's memory. It's impossible task for children, for adults, mm -hmm. because the, the level of complexity of this task is much, much over our limits. <laughs> so that's why even, even the academic, the member of, or member of the Academy of Science cannot do this task. Yeah. But now I can give you a cultural tool and you will reproduce this line like this. Let's look at this row. Do you have this line bit in front of you? Yes. Okay. You see one, one, two. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between one and two? One. One. Okay. Between two and four? Two. Between four and seven? Three. Between seven and eleven? Mm, four. <laughs> four. Between eleven and sixteen? Five. Yeah. And then and six. Up. Cool. And then six. So if you know this, you can easy you can easily reproduce this line. Yes. So this is the cultural tool. If you have a cultural tool, you can easily remember this. But your memory, your memory now is different. Now you are not using your biological memory. You are using your cultural memory, but, but your biological memory now begins, works as a part of your cultural memory, because you still have to remember, you still have to remember that I need to put one and two and three. <laughs> so this is how your biological memory now works to be subordinated to the cultural memory. I want to and show you something. And the cultural memory allows you to remember and recall and and memorize much longer line of of of, of numbers. That, and you can even remember much more. 11, 12, 13, 14, and so on. I know the numbers are probably backwards, but I wrote it in I wrote it vertically, which made it so much harder to even see that the one one is an eleven. Huh? Okay. okay. So you see, this example shows that uh, we can use our mechanical memory, we can, we can call it mechanical memory or elementary, or cultural memory. What's the difference is that for cultural memory, uh, memory, we need to have internal tools, just something which helps us to reproduce correctly the whole line. This understanding of one, two, three, four, five, is the tech culture. So you see, you see now the difference. And now let's let's come to Vygotsky's example. In one of his uh, articles, I think it's uh, 
1928, the problem of cultural development of the child, I think. So he gives an example of two children, said it. One child, they, there are two children, and the task is to remember something, to remember a line of words. And one child can, can remember less and then reproduce less. Another child can remember more and reproduce more. So we can compare these two children and saying the amount of memory of child, child one is less than the amount of memory of child two, which means that the memory of child two is more developed than the memory of child one. If child one can remember only five things and the child two can remember 12, definitely, which means that child two has much more developed memory. But is this, is this really correct to compare this? Because he says no, because child two might have using the cultural tools which help him to remember more, but he doesn't tell us how he remembers. He just using the tools. And therefore, child one is using his biological memory, biologically driven elementary. Child two is using his cultural memory. How can we compare two types of memory which are different? We cannot compare things which are different by their nature. But in experimental settings, they look the same. This child remembers quickly, and this child remembers quickly. So these two looks like the same. Or even more, this child too might, might have less developed mechanical memory, <laughs> compensated by more developed cultural memory. So, to avoid so such so kind of... If, so then if you gave child one the same cultural tool, yeah. And and they perform differently, then you would have some yes. to go on. Yes, 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 yes. So this is the because we are comparing things which have different nature. So that's why Vygotsky says that we need to change our understanding of phenomena because sometimes phenomena looking similar, they are different. Sometimes phenomena which are different, which look different, are similar. Mm. <laughs> So, because they have the same origin. So, that's why, that's why Vygotsky said that, that to study the process of development, we have to change the, the, the focus of our analysis. We have to create a method which helps us not only to compare the results, the levels, but to, re, to reconstruct the whole process. In our experiment, we, we, we take the child with no cultural memory, we give him the tasks to check the, his natural or her natural memory. And then we, in play situation or in the classroom or somehow, we introduce tools, tools that, and see how the child is using these tools. Mm. And then we can, we, can, we can build the whole process of development from natural memory to cultural memory just in our, during our experimental. And this will be very interesting experiment. How in specially created conditions, how these conditions support the child's transition from non-mediated direct psychological functions to complex mediated indirect high psychological functions. And this is the key
key idea of Vygotsky's experiment. That's mm. why it's experimental genetical method. That's why it's genetical experimental method. And this is the biggest difference comparing to traditional psychological experiments when they are measuring something, they are doing intervention, and then they are measuring something. Mm -hmm. So that, okay, there is a qualitative or significant differences, and in control group there is no significant differences. So and therefore the conclusion is that it happens because of inter intervention. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So yeah. So it's a very different. Because so so tradi traditional method is more likely to make the the error of mistaking two things as equal. The, the error of assuming you're comparing the same things when that might not be the case. Yeah. yeah? yeah. There is and nothing. How, how, how do you. No, no, no. How, no, do, you, how do you know? From, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Don't, don't please misunderstand me. Maybe I was not good. So there is nothing bad in traditional methods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Traditional methods are traditional methods because they are based on their theoretical framework. Theoretical framework is to describe phenomena. Yes. And they're okay. describing phenomena very well. They're describing the changes of phenomena very well. They are focused on that. I see. They, okay. they put these research questions and they have these research answers. Perfect. Fantastic. Research answers correspond to the research questions. Research answers gives answers to the research questions. No problem with that. But because he said, yes, but as my interest is to study the process of development, mm -hmm. I have to change my research questions to questions from from how or when <laughs> to what, how, uh, for, to why, and because of what. How might, a how might a researcher know that student A and student B are both not using a cultural tool? Like, how, how do you know that this kid isn't using one? So, that's not an interest for the traditional psychology. They're just comparing. Mm -hmm. They might be interested in that, of course. No, but, but how, how, would, how would you know, for example? Like, how would somebody using a cultural historical method? Oh, uh, yeah, well, I will, I will ask the child to tell me the story, <laughs> how he remembers it. Okay. Is there any secret or something? Or give him the secret and he responds, oh, I already know, I already know, don't tell me. Okay, that's great. So, and uh, for the, another child, I say, yeah. It's, it's, you cannot know. I, I, I can give you a trick, magic trick. So I can make a kind of magic show or street magic for him. Doesn't matter. So the point is that the method allows not to make mistakes like that. Okay? I see. So, because if my task is to describe how something happens, that's good. But if my task is to describe why it happens, it might mislead me. Okay. So. And because of this interesting interesting and, un and very unusual uh, approach to the to doing experiment one of my tasks was to explain to my colleagues to my students to my phd students the early career researchers what does it mean to do a vygotsky an experiment when we are collecting data when we are making data analysis the problem was that in his book, Volume 4, History of Development of High Mental Functions, I think it's chapter 2, the method. Well, Vygotsky gives only general characteristics of this method without explaining how it might look in a, in a field work, how it might look in a concrete. So, 
uh, and my task was to make a convertation of this general approach into the very practical principles which might help my colleagues to organize the experiment uh, to experiment according to the requirements of the general gen uh, the uh, experimental genetic method to apply the method into the concrete concrete research concrete project and i don't want, want to tell you the story how i did it uh, because I, I i had to collect all the places from all the writings of Vygotsky when he explains a little bit more details less details about his experimental settings in formation of concepts mm. memory uh, attention <laughs> so and then i have developed that, that this list of five principles and we already discussed principle one which is the buds of development and principle says that the, uh, the most useful way of studying the process of development is to identify the functions which are uh, in the beginning of the developmental cycle because some functions are already de developed we are working with children in different at different ages Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in in in, pre in in primary school, children have already developed some psychological functions. For example, they, their will is quite okay developed. They, they can control themselves. They can they can discipline themselves. Mm -hmm. So their memory is quite well developed already. So, but uh, their thinking might be not, especially mm -hmm. abstract thinking or theoretical thinking or conceptual thinking. They're, they're full of everyday concepts, but as for scientific concepts, probably not. Mm -hmm. So we are, uh, it, <clears throat> it makes it very useful for us just to, if, if my interest is to study the certain higher psychological functions, I better try to find children at the age where, where the functions are at the beginning. So my task is to, to find the buds mm -hmm. of development. <laughs> because if at the end i want to get fruits if at the end i want to create in experimental conditions to support these buds to become the fruits as a result of my experimental study i have to find the buds first if there are no buds yet i cannot or i can create absolutely ideal conditions but nothing happens Mm. if there are fruits already <laughs> so i don't need to create any conditions so that's why i have to find the the, the participants the participants uh, where at the age where their some psychological functions are in the embryonic state they are ready to go and one of the things which might help me is because his book the problem of age the in, in the book, The Problem of Age, Vygotsky gives the periodization, periodization of child development according to psychological ages. Mm. And he highlights which functions is the, are the most developed at every age. Unfortunately, only, only three or four chapters of the book are translated into English in one of the volumes. I think it's volume five. So, and me and my colleague, oh, my colleague David Kellogg, and myself we are now preparing that translation english translation of the whole book but the point is that at every stage at every age 
there are in the child there are functions which are already developed fruits and at the same time there are functions which are in the buds it's not like in a tree first buds then all are flowers all are fruits the child is much more complex as a child as a tree there are some fruits and the buds and the flowers at the same time so mm. so that's why the, the uh, but the question is where are the buds and 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 the answer is the buds are not within the child buds are not in the child buds exist in a form of social interaction because of the general genetic law which says that every function appears twice first it appears uh, on social in social plan right on the stage in a form of inter interactions uh, and then it appears within the child as interpsychological category so and uh, and if if my research question is to study the origins of these particular functions i have to look at the child and fi and find the buds of development of these particular functions in child's everyday interactions or putting child in the specially created laboratory conditions to create these conditions which generate the changes of the buds into the into the fruits so and uh, one of the examples of research of my phd students is the dissertation of victoria minson mm. who started the development of storytelling in children and uh, uh, she applied the principle of the buds and she discovered that it was a story when the girl could not tell the story about her monkey in australia in the in the kindergarten they they are using the practice of storytelling like show and tell called show and tell so mm -hmm. the child can bring the toy from the home and tell the story to show the toy and tell the story and it was a problem that the girl could not tell a story about her monkey mm. at all and the problem was that why why this girl couldn't tell a story it might be lots of reasons for that for example problems with her memory problems with her speech thinking or, or what uh, and, uh, and then victoria applied the principle of the bots and she discovered that the girl is fantastic the girl is very active the girl lots of, knows a lot of stories she has an experience to live in jakarta she knows the football teams planets union jack everything she is very talkative she tells the stories about her life in jakarta her friends only when somebody is talking to her so the problem was that she is very good in telling stories only when you are communicating asking questions reacting in communication but when the task is just to tell, tell the story of her own, she could not. You see, the buds were there. She already can do, in cooperation with others, something which, which she cannot yet do of her own. So, approximate development. Mm. So, and this is how it works. So, so she had a hard time being her own partner. Huh? Yes. She, so, she had a hard time being her own partner, like almost playing the role of the uh no no in, in her everyday communication with this uh, these teachers and these other children she is absolutely okay no, but what i'm saying is when she didn't have a partner she struggled yeah she when when the task is just to tell the whole story about the monkey she cannot because it's a little bit difficult for her 
So, and then we created the way how to support this goal using some interesting things to be able to tell to tell the stories. So, uh, to to develop your storytelling, because the problem was not her memory was not developed. The problem was not in her in her speech development. The problem was not in her thinking. The problem was that storytelling storytelling which which requires memory and thinking and so on is not developed and still remains in a bad stage so and then we identified that bad, bad stage and we started from that so i don't want to tell you the whole story about this mm -hmm. girl but yeah so but i'm just giving you an example of how important this identify the bots. This is the principle of the bots. Then the principle was, of- was, uh, she, was, she, was she able to tell stories sort of at the end of the experiment? At the end yeah, of, yeah, the of course, yes. Of course, yes. Okay, so, so what developed, was there a certain higher mental function that developed or was there the ability to tell stories that developed or what yeah, exactly what, developed? What, what, what does it mean, ability to tell story? Yeah, that's-, Tell, that's story, Storytelling requires different higher psychological functions working together mm -hmm. memory will imagination thinking at least so let's say we take those four yes yeah Did, would your conclusion be that all four developed or uh, some uh, sort of special combination of the four developed like how uh, would you yeah well uh that's very difficult it was not the focus of the research so the whole focus of the research was not about to help this girl to develop. So the task was different, but I'm giving you mm. just an example of how we identified the bots and where yeah. are the bots. I see. So don't think that all the whole research was about that girl. No, no, it's just an example. And as a result, she told the story, not about monkey, but much more complex story, easily and individually. And even, even uh, we asked, teacher to provocate to asking her questions which might mislead her from the story mm -hmm. but she was so strong that she didn't listen to the teacher and she can she continued to tell the story the, the way she wanted to tell so you see well uh but there's is there, a, is there a certain is there a certain tool that was introduced that really oh, yeah. allowed oh, yeah. i'd it like to hear about that if you don't mind uh maybe ne maybe next time okay. or the best way is just to invite uh, she will be happy to give an interview for you. Yeah, okay. Tell, tell her about, ask her about her research and you, you will be very, very, very impressed because mm -hmm. this is a high level, the highest level. So she's got her PhD degree and examiners of her thesis uh, highlighted uh, her impact like outstanding, five okay. stars. Yeah. It's, it's, for Monash, it's very, very rare. It's, maybe one percent mm. top one percent one one percent top of all the completions of phds in monash and she's got it so she will be happy to tell you more about her research because her yeah. research was not about developing children her research was to create a kind of matrix teachers can use to support children's development perfect yeah she has developed a practical practical tool matrix which is called PAM, Planning and Assessment Matrix. Mm. Okay, so I uh, I can give you Victoria's email if you like. Yes, and before you go on, there's one thing I wanted to remember to ask you. 
You remember you you wrote one paper where you said uh, you basically copy and pasted some of Vygotsky's studies, and you said to your you gave the challenge to your reader, see if you could yeah. locate the five principles in here, even yeah. though they're not. Yeah. Can yeah. you please share? Can you please share uh -huh. that paper with me? And yeah. do you remember the name of it? Uh, I we think could... it. No, I think it was a chapter in the book okay. which is called Visual Methodologies in Studying. So if you if you if you just send I'll, me I'll, an email, yeah I will an email and I will send it to you. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so that was the kind of buds, and the second principle which we have already discussed is the principle of drama or the category or the collision. So uh, why this is important? Uh, there are two reasons. First, uh, the reason is that because it follows from Vygotsky. Vygotsky was the first who said that, that uh, uh, development is drama. Development is overcoming the dramatic moments, dramatic collisions. So there is no development without dramatic uh, collisions, dramatic situations. And this is absolutely correct, but I want to commend the word drama because for American uh, and, and, and British tradition, drama is something which is has a negative connotations like dramatic people trying to escape dramas from their lives they say that drama is something bad but uh, let's look at this philosophically from the dialectical point of view drama is important component of our life and from dramatic events our development generates because drama is a contradiction and dialectically contradiction is a source of development there is no contradiction, there is no development. Development is the resolution of the contradictions. We resolve the contradictions, and as a result, we are, we are dealing with the new ones. So, so. That, and this is one way to distinguish development from learning. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. learning can simply be some sort of uh, growth yeah. or some sort yeah. of acquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Development, as it's used in this context, is yes, is yes. connected both to drama and both yes, to yes. resolution. Yep, absolutely. Mm. And the form of existence of contradictions in, in our life is the social dramas we are. So, of course, dramas might have negative effect, might be might have positive effect. But the point is that uh, we have to we have to understand clearly that dialectically speaking, if there is no contradiction, there is no development. And if there is no contradiction, no development, the contradiction, the drama is a char main characteristic of human development. We are developing from drama to drama. Is the resolution necessary or just contradiction? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, yes, sometimes. No, some, okay, there are sometimes dramas cannot be resolved. Mm. So, yeah, and might have a negative effect and so so. So the principle of drama is that uh, it, why it's a principle? Because it helps me, a re researcher, when I have a collection of observations about the child. Let's imagine I have uh, 24 or 35 hours of, of video observations of the child in the everyday settings, being be it to home settings or school settings or every, uh, 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 daycare center settings. What, I, what can I do with these 35 or 50 hours of video? Impossible to analyze every moment. So we sit together with my student 
and we look at this video and we try to find the moments, the moments when the child experiencing the small dramas, small dramatic situations. For example, when there is time to go to bed, but the child doesn't want to go to bed, wants to stay playing, and mom says, go, 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 the child says, no, no, no. So this is a dramatic, this is a small, very small drama. Uh, for us, it's a maybe nothing, but for child, it's a real drama. So, or they are playing together, they're playing together, and then they, they're deciding who takes the role of the wolf, who takes the role of that, and they are debating about it, who is the first, who is the second. All these interesting, small, dramatic events are, for us are most important pieces of data to analyze because we can see how the child tries to resolve the dramatic events. What are new tools he is using? Or what tools he already or she already has uh, to resolve the problem? What suggests here? Okay, you want to, to play this, I want to play. Okay, let's make it in order. I play first, you then say, okay, good. So you see these moments are, are important. Or we can specially create the dramatic moments in a special conditions in the psychological laboratory. For example, we play together with the children and in their role, they have to solve the, the certain task. It might be a dramatic event associated with this task. Like we have to risk, risk the Captain Hook, but there are the pirates, we have to hide. <laughs> so being involved in these dramatic moments uh, it gives me a lot of information about the, 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 the process of development because in these moments I can see the process of development just in front of my eyes, how the child overcomes. Uh, so for example, uh, I, I could see this with your example. You see, I gave you the task of the row of numbers you could not, you could not remember, nobody could. Mm. Then I gave you the tool and I observed how you you see what happened? You could not solve the problem. It was a drama. It was a, it was a drama for you. Small drama, of course. But uh, it was a drama. But then I gave you a tool. <laughs> and you said, ah, yes, okay. So you see, so that's, that's what yeah. I did. It was a, and you, a, you yes, you introduced the problem and you introduced the solution. Yep, 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 yep. So this is the, that's why the, the if, if my task as a researcher to, to is my, if my research question is to, to study what kind of cultural tools the child is using to overcome the dramas on what are the dramas the child experiences as the source, as the interpsychological. Inter so in my data, I especially take these moments, which gives me information to answer my research question if my research question is related to the origins of high psychological functions. I know that origins are in dramatical moments. And therefore, to answer the question, I find the dramatical moments in my 24 or 58 hours of observation. I take them for, deep, for deeper analysis mm. in order to find the answer to my research question about the sources of development of high psychological functions as an interpsychological uh, level. So that's again the principle of organization of experiment and principle of data collection and the principle of data analysis. So it's, it's all coherent. You see the coherence from theoretical framework, laws of development, concepts and a method and the data collection and data analysis.
this mm. is absolutely in line with everything. So, and it was just a reminder about two, two, two principles we have discussed already, right? Mm. So, yeah, it was just a reminder about two these principles we have discussed already, right? Am I right? Yes, yeah. This so, is... we have three more to discuss, right? Yes. Three more. I'm, I'm, the, am I the, on, I'm still on the right track. I think you're doing okay. Okay. I think so. I think the only question, the only question some people might have is, is, uh, are the bud, are the buds and the drama ever the same thing? No, the buds are not. The buds are high psychological functions, which, which exist in, in interaction, but the drama, Drama is the dramatic moments of, of, of the child. So when there is some challenge, the child cannot overcome. Mm -hmm. Of course, they are related and all principles are related, but they are different principles because here, here, my task is to find the buds. Here, my task is to see the, the initial moment, this inter-psychological inter uh, inter level, psychological plane. Of course, they are not, absolutely different they are related to each other but they are they are they're looking at different at different uh, angles but but are the buds ever located in the drama uh no they're like they, they can be located in the interaction for mm -hmm. example that girl I, I was telling she didn't experience any drama uh, communicating with others but the drama for her was that she could not tell the story about the monkey mm -hmm. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So the principle of interaction between real and ideal forms. Yeah. Is third, if you want to do that one next. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to. Well, uh, I'm going to pause one second. Sorry. Uh huh. Can we, can we interrupt? Ah. Okay. So uh, the principle of interaction of uh, ideal and uh, present forms. Well, it's not again Nikolai's principle. This is Vygotsky's, Vygotsky's idea. Uh, why it's so important? It's so important because uh, cultural historical theory and, and Vygotsky wrote that one of the most interesting, one of the, no, he said, one of the essential features um, most important distinguishing feature of human development comparing to any other kind of development, comparing to biological development, historical development, very specific feature in relation to psychological development is that psychological development goes as a process of interaction of the ideal and present forms. This is the feature which does not exist in historical development, which does not exist in, in biological development, in evolution, only in a, in a psychological development. That's why it's so important, because it differentiates the psychological development from any other types of development, being to historical or biological or economical mm. or theological, doesn't matter. So first, and the second point is that uh, it shows the dialectics, dialectics of the present and the future. Mm. Do you remember 
our story I told you that according to dialectics, being the process, the be, being is not the state, being is a process. And being is the process of becoming, of becoming something else. This is what dialectics is. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. I told you before the break. So when I'm saying child's being, being, I mean the child is becoming different, slowly. Child becoming. And there is a dialectics of present and the future. Because becoming is for the future, from present to the future. I'm becoming something, something different. Right? So you see that first it highlights the specific feature of mental development or psychological development. Secondly, it applies the dialectical method, method as a methodology of studying the dialectics of becoming the child in the process of becoming. So, what's the idea? Why Vygotsky introduced that ideal forms and present forms? What are these forms? Why ideal? So, very, very shortly, uh, I will begin with the famous example. Vygotsky gives an example, very simple example everybody can understand. You don't need to be a psychologist to understand this because every father every mother, every grandfather, grandmother, every teacher knows this. Uh, Vygotsky's example is this. Imagine a baby, uh, infant. The baby, infant, every father remembers first time. So, and Vygotsky says that, look, how mother communicates, how the mother communicates with the baby, with the infant. She talks to him. Or her she speaks to her and to him yeah looking at reactions if you come to this mom and say to her why you are speaking to this the baby doesn't understand uh, you will be the you will you will be then the enemy of this mom forever she will <laughs> never forgive you right because every mom said no of course my my John or my Anthony, my Nikolai completely understands what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it's a partly joke, but uh, it's not a joke. You know, Vygotsky was a genius taking the, the moments everybody knows, moments mm. that he was able to see very, very deep processes behind these very simple, very simple uh, uh, things like, like, uh, like bringing the, the coin for the Lord or just deciding what to do. So the genius is genius, okay? So what Vygotsky says, he says, look, let's look, let's look at this example genetically, genetically. Mom is speaking to the child all the time, using her psychological functions which is called speech she is actually speaking to the child and and trying to trying to find how the child reacts so for mom it's a communication and what this this what what this is for the child the child is in a situation when somebody speaks to him or to her 
speech, mom's speech is around the child. Of course, the child doesn't understand the meaning, uh, but the child is in a situation when developed function, speech, is in present time, mm. mom's speech. And then Vygotsky says, let's look further. Let's look what happens in three years. In three years, at the age of one and then at the age of three, definitely, the child will be able to speak this language, speech development. So, and this is what mom expected. That's all we all expect from the children. But he says, it's a very interesting, but this developed form, developed form of speech exists in the child's life from the very beginning. It means that the future form, what the child should get in the future by unknown mystical way presents from the very beginning and the child begins to interact with this first by reacting opening eyes smiling listening mom's voice uh, reacting then imitating then bubbling then 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 and then the child develops his speech in the process of interacting with mom's developed speech all the time imagine what happens if there is no developed speech around the child if nobody speaks to the child can we expect that in one year, in three years, the child's speech will, will be developed? No, absolutely not. So this is why it's so important for development that the function which the child can on, should only reach at the end of developmental cycle should somehow to be in presence today mm -hmm. and actively interact with the child imitations, repetitions, so that's why Vygotsky called this mom's developed speech ideal form. Ideal form doesn't mean ideal, doesn't mean like the best, the best, <clears throat> like that. And my favorite joke is about it when I tell to this to the students, especially in, in Brazil, saying, saying that there are no things which are the best in the world. Uh, the, uh, if somebody is dreaming about uh, to find the best husband, no way. There are no best ideal husbands, no. Of course, there are ideal wives, and you see how students reacting. <laughs> okay, so the problem is that it's not the best. Ideal is just uh, more developed, more developed. Okay, but when the child reaches this level in three years the child will interact with much more developed new forms of ideal speech when he, he goes to school and so on. And every time when the child is re is reaches the certain level of development, his communication with the another level uh, of, of ideal forms. So, and it, the process goes and goes and goes and never stops. That's why ideal forms are so important because they, they just show, they might show me the direction of child development. Child development goes on the direction to that, to that ideal form with which the child interacts. Mm. 
for me as a researcher it's so important to understand what is the direction of child development development of child speech development of child thinking development of child's emotions development of child's memory or attention or imagination so and to mm. and to understand these i might use two ways first way is that i go I go to the child's everyday settings, family settings, for example, or, or, or classroom, or uh, early childhood settings. And my task is, uh, if my research question is to study the directions of children's development, my task is very simple. I have to find what are the ideals for ideal forms sur surrounding the child, mm. and how, in the process of child's everyday life during the lessons or classes or play or so, how the child interacts with these ideal forms. So uh, when I have 100 hours of observation, and if my research question is to, to, to study the directions of the process, I'm only taking from these observations the moments when the child interacts with the ideal forms, which might be teacher's instructions or mm. whatever. So. You see how, how it helps me as a researcher to focus on the specific aspect of my, in my data because these are the most important things. Because this interaction of ideal and present form is, because he says, the distinguishing feature of the human development. He, he says that if there is no ideal forms, no development. Or if there are ideal forms, but if there is no interaction, if the child does not interact mm. with ideal forms, no development. What if, what if the ideal form, let's just say like the mother's speech, what if the ideal form is present and interacting, but very painful? Uh, if it's very painful, uh, I don't think it's, it's a good ideal form. Ideal form is just a developed form, na natural. Yeah, but, but just, you know, if, if the mother's talking um, yeah. and interacting with the child and she, she has, and she has fully developed speech, but she's just nasty, uh, what's, how might that influence might be, So, but there might be a negative, negative effect, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The child's speech will be like this because he learns from the mom. So we have to be very careful. And of course, the ideal forms are not the best ones, as I said, okay? Ideal, right, right, right. So they might be negative, they might be positive, they might be different. different but is the, is, is, the, is the role of pleasure or pain uh, something worth looking at or not really? No, oh, I don't know, Anthony. It might be an interesting question to, to discuss, but we are discussing the general principles. Mm -hmm. And this, I'm trying to explain why this principle is so important and how it helps me to create my experimental settings before going to the children, I have to think about, okay, uh, what kind of ideal forms I will bring and what I'm going to do to create a situation when the child will interact with this. So I have two tasks. I have to, I have to provide to the child the, more, the most efficient ideal forms. Mm. And I have to think, what are the most efficient ways of interacting of the child with this? So, you see, as a researcher, I have very different tasks. I'm, I'm, inter, I'm involved in the process. I'm a part of the process. I'm just actively creating the conditions by mm. 
providing these ideal forms. If this ideal form doesn't work, I change the ideal form. I try different ideal forms in, in order to find which is the, the best ideal form for the child at this age, from this ethnic group, from this cultural background, from that learning difficulties and so on and so on and so on. So mm. depending on the depending on the child child. And as my second task is that if there are good ideal forms, what might be wrong is that there is no interaction. How what can I do during my experiment to 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 create to to to, to build the system of interactions? How I want to keep the child involved in interacting with their ideal forms. So I'm making my research design having this in mind because mm. if my research question is about that if my research question is about what are the, the direction of the child development in this particular age or in this particular settings or in this particular group and this with this particular learning difficulty so uh, and what might be the best ideal forms and ways of interaction to overcome these learning difficulties to support development. You see, I, I can put a lot of interesting research questions here based on this principle of the yeah. idea and present forms. So, and one of my students, ages uh, student, she did a fantastic study. Uh, uh, she was looking at um, uh, English English uh, classes in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, mm. uh, they have at, at primary schools they have. Uh, uh, English classes so and the, 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 the demand from the government from the king of Saudi Arabia is that they need a generation of people who can communicate with uh, people in English to promote uh, Muslim Islamic values because Saudi Arabia is one of the countries is the heart of the Islam and uh, holy places like Mecca and Medina are in so and the problem is that the classes uh, in Saudi schools are organized in a very traditional ways so children has, have to learn English words English phrases so through singing songs together playing games together lots of lots of different activities but what was not presented quite widely is that uh, the settings and the Pedagogies teachers use more focused mostly on language acquisition, but not on the development of their speech. You see, language acquisition, foreign language acquisition, and ability to speak and communicate in language is not the same. Of course, you cannot develop your speech without having any knowledge of the language, but there are different, psychologically, there are different things. Language is one thing speech is another speech is when we use the language to communicate which means speech is the process high psychological function but language is a tool i can communicate with you i can speak to you sending you the same message using different languages i might say i might say to you anthony you are doing a fantastic job uh, collecting these videos I might say the same. Anthony, video collection. You see, I sent the same message to you using English and using Russian. Mm. I only changed the tool. <laughs> I didn't change the message. Okay, so this is a kind of 
this is a kind of and the point is that Saudi children they know a lot of English words but they cannot communicate they cannot speak because speech is a result of communication the origins of speech as Vygotsky says is a communication and for this communication with the ideal forms is the most important and the task for my student was to see what are the ideal forms teachers in Saudi Arabia use as ideal forms to support the development of English speech in their children. Mm. And she found that no, ah. nothing. That's why they know a lot. But because of lack of communication situations, no communication, spontaneous, free right. communication in English, no English speech, no English speech. So it's very, it's very briefly. That's why. So the idea of ideal form, ideal forms and interactions with the present forms was the core idea for my student to make a whole research project. She collected a lot of data, but making observations of the classroom activities, and she did a fantastic analysis about uh, what kind of ideal forms and how they work. And she made suggestions about what might be changed in the practices of a classroom, what teachers can do to change their pedagogies a little bit, uh, not to forget about language acquisition, because this is mm -hmm. important, but plus to this, to, to spend some time by creating these situations where the child is forced to, to, to communicate, maybe with mistakes, doesn't matter, but communicate in English with other children or with the teacher in imaginary situations. For example, if the topic is the shopping, so first teacher gives some vocabulary to children, shop, buy, sell, price, money, how much, all these things. And then immediately she says, okay, now we're playing shopping. You are, you are customers, I'm a seller. And they mm -hmm. try to communicate. So she creates a communicative situation when the children are communicating, trying to, we, want, we are here to buy shoes. What is the size? Left, right. So, so builds a kind of communicative situations. And then the children can reproduce this situation to themselves. So therefore they will be able to speak English. So, and this is a kind of things. And I, I also can, should mention the fantastic work of uh, Bert van Oers from, Professor Bert van Oers from the Netherlands. Uh, as you know, Holland is not an official country, uh, official name of the country anymore. The official name is the Netherlands. So, and uh, he did a fantastic uh, research about uh, uh, how to support child's development, development of their thinking through play mm. uh, and uh, and one of the famous things he did was it just to uh, play the uh, shoes shop when children have to find the proper size the proper left or right or something learning this size measuring things so and uh, you can find his works are, mm. are available so and this is all about ideal and, and present forms so, and, and a Vygotsky's example about, this is not the mom who was the ideal form for the child. It was not the mom's language which uh, was the ideal form. By the way, in translation, 
it was translated in 1994 as mom's language provides the ideal form but Vygotsky says mom's speech is ideal mm. because of that mistake uh, uh, there is a lot of different interpretations <clears throat> of ideal forms somebody says that adults are ideal forms which is not somebody says that language is ideal form no 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 very 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 important is that the developed form the the higher psychological function which should appear in the child in the future mm. specific certain higher psychological function an example is speech but speech is only example the same is about volition memory attention imagination all this all these processes so that's a kind of uh, story about the principle of uh, ideal present forms and now I, I hope you understand why it's so important and how helpful how, how really helpful it is for me as a researcher to make my research design in a way in a very specific very concrete way and and by doing this i'm also applying the dialectics of present and the future <laughs> mm. and in doing this i'm also applying a general idea of the most important distinguishing feature of human development is interaction of uh, ideal and real and by doing this i'm applying the idea of the social environment as a source of development so you see how important this principle is because this is it concretizes very very big and deep ideas and mm. altogether it helps me to understand the process of development to to organize the process of development by bringing ideal forms or organizing the interaction or by just absorbing what are the ideal, ideal forms surrounding the child and how the child interacts yeah so and I, maybe, think I, I think i'm following you quite well um yeah thank you the, the next principle is developmental tools which i would think would concretize this even more yeah yeah and uh <laughs> you know one thing that was one thing that was really helpful at the end of what you were saying was uh it's let's distinguish language from speech mm -hmm. yeah, because mm -hmm. it's not it's not necessarily the the tools but the uh i guess the ability to use the tools mm -hmm. is the thing that uh is, is the thing that develops i guess so the, yeah. the, the ideal form is not the person having a lot of tools it's the person using the tools yeah in the present right in the in your in in your presence and you interacting yeah. with the person using tool yes and they and therefore and therefore it gives you a direction because mm -hmm. the direction is goes to those ideal forms which surround the child this is a direction this is the it's like navigation uh, you, you use a navigator Waze or, or google maps in your car it gives you a direction <laughs> so it gives you the, it gives you it moves you to the point you go to from from point b so this is like that uh, 
Yeah. Are there so, any, any experts? Yeah, yeah, Anthony, can I, can I suggest something? Look, sure. we spent already two hours. Mm. And I, I, I'm very, very sorry, but I have something to do today. I didn't expect that we spent such a long time <laughs> for just coming to one principle. I, I really, I really feel a little bit sad about that. But uh, can we, can we continue somehow next time, <laughs> please? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. <laughs> Thank um, you. you know, I, I, let me just say that we're, we're using the same words over and over again, and we're using the same terms and re revisiting the same terrain. Yeah. But each each time we step on it, for me, it's uh, it's a little more refined, I guess. Yeah. So I, I'm moving. I'm moving from like twenty percent understanding of a word to like forty percent understanding of oh, a word. You know? Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, I'm still on my fifty percent. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't think I'm. I understand one hundred percent. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know. If you want somebody who understands one hundred percent, ask them. They are sure. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, the, the point I'm just saying is like uh, we are talking about the same things, mm. but but yeah. that's part of the that's part of like a spiraling process where each time you revisit it, it's an opportunity to understand it a little better. So, yeah. Yeah. so maybe uh, maybe in the next maybe in the next two hour conversation we'll get through, uh, or perhaps. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. So we we just directly come to principle of developmental tools. And say that, that if you want to understand this, please watch the previous video about first two principles. Otherwise, I don't want to repeat. The, yeah, uh, and, and I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put all these together eventually in one place. You know, just just the five principles. I'm yeah. going to cut one video from that. Yeah. Hey, good oh, to see you. Oh.